my friends, especially my single friends, if you are wishing for something, if you're in this place of like, well, I just don't know what else to do, Christian. I've been believing for this for so long. If I throw it into the universe and universe will respond. Now here's the key difference, I think, in manifestation and the reality of it is. Welcome back to the Dear Future Husband podcast. I'm your host, Christian. Now, you're thinking, probably, manifestation. Is she going to tell me how I can manifest my husband to come about? Like, where is he? If I just say the right thing, if I wish it, I will it. He will come. Sadly, if that was your hope, that is not the intention or the message of the podcast today. But... I do hope to leave you with maybe some wisdom, maybe some good news, maybe some pointing you in the right direction or redirecting if you are in this camp of like manifestation, bringing that on, because truly it's become very, very popular in the last year or so. We had an episode with Tara Sun where she talked about it a little bit more in depth, but it stuck with me in the last week in the realization that manifestation is real but not really how we understand it today. So I want to talk about the real manifestation and the wrong manifestation so we don't get it confused and we don't go about the things that we want in life, the things that we desire, or even who we are the wrong way. So I like to do research around here if you're new, and oftentimes that is in research studies, that is in the word, that is in social experiments that I do myself. I want to know what's true what's scientific, what's biblical, what's physiological. And as I search the definition of manifestation, it means, as I'm bringing it to you now in lifetime, if you're watching YouTube, manifestation is an event, action, or object that clearly shows or embodies something, especially a theory or an abstract idea. So let's take that, let's break that down. Manifestation isn't about creating something. It's about embodying Even culture acknowledges the idea that it's something spiritual or mental becoming real. Are we seeing the difference here in how it's presented nowadays and what it actually means? So think about that. If we are embodying something, we're not creating it. It's already created. We don't just think of something we hope to see and it magically appears. Like I've heard people say, getting specific to the heart of this podcast, we want a spouse. If I manifest it, I'm creating this thing which I'm hoping for to happen. If you just graduated college and you're in this idea of like, I need the dream job, I'm going to manifest it, like create this new job out of nowhere that you haven't seen any evidence of, that's not going to happen. We're not magicians. We don't just like create something by like saying it and speaking it. The only person who has done that is God, actually. We look at Genesis 1, it says that God spoke the heavens and the earth into existence. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the depth. So that means there was complete nothingness, but through God speaking, him creating, ideating, he made the entire world that we see. So everything in and of him has already been created. If we are embodying something, it's something that he has originated. Now, if we are creating And this idea and this definition culturally, societally of manifestation is we are willing it ourselves. Like the the life source is coming from us. The idea is from us. The whatever it is, is from us. Now, here's the key difference, I think, of manifestation and the reality of it is what we see, what we experience in this world is originated from something. Now, 
who is that from? Are we creating and wishing for these things and willing them ourselves or are we embodying the life of the one who created us? The truth is we are spiritual beings that embody and reveal the innate talents and facets that God has given us. I know these are kind of similarly close. I hope you get the difference. And if you are a believer and you're like, why are we talking about this? Look, let's look into the Bible. It talks about manifestation more and more. And 1 Timothy 3.16 says Jesus was manifested in the flesh, meaning he was physically presented in the flesh. He came to be a human being like you and I are. But it's saying that his God spirit came to life. So he is embodying God, the spirit that already was, and presenting. That's another good way, I think, to say it. Presenting as human flesh. So there's something already originated there. And again, it's coming from God. It's not a new thing, but an embodiment and a presentation of the origination. We go again, 1 Corinthians 12, 7. To each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. What does that mean? Do we're giving the gift of manifestation? No, he is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. This means that every son and daughter of Christ is a spiritual being because we have God's spirit within us. So you and I get to be connected to the creator. We are creations of him and we get to walk in the spirit and we get to have the gift of the spirit. I don't know if we talk about that enough of how beautiful and necessary that lifeline is. We want to experience the great relationships and we want to experience the world changing moments. We need to be connected to him so richly. Yes, I believe in working hard, doing your part, being creative people, but ultimately it comes from the innate giftings. And that lifeline that he gives us to be, have his talents and his facets, his unique qualities and, and prospects and vision wisdom that comes from him. And I love how at the end of it, it says for the common good. The way I hear largely on social media, probably in some conversations that you've even heard yourself, is this idea of I want something. So if I'm not seeing it yet, maybe if I just try a different scope, like a rub the the magic genie lamp kind of situation, then it'll happen. If I just like throw it, oh, this is how I hear it all the time. If I throw it into the universe, the universe will respond. What, like, what are you throwing? And then like, that's another thing of what are you throwing into the universe? Who's answering? It's almost this idea where cultural is, again, saying it's a spiritual thing, but we're connecting our desire to this earth. You know, I, I think the reason it's so sticky is because it's a copy of this relationship with our creator. But we're trying to take the role of creating and we're letting, I guess we're calling it the earth is the universe or maybe just this hypothetical other realm. Like it's basically just a copy of the relationship what we have with Christ. So that's why it can rub people so wrong. But I'm also glad in some way that it is an idea because if we can tweak it to an understanding and and telling people if you're watching this because you do believe in the said form of manifestation earlier i love that you're here because you're acknowledging like there is something that i don't have the full pieces to let's tweak it to understand that we are longing for god to come into the picture that we know that we can only do so much on our own so what we manifest is the embodiment of god being and working within us we do not will something new ourselves to show God's will to this world. So my friends, especially my single friends, if you are wishing for something, if you're in this place of like, well, I just don't know what else to do, Christian. I've been believing for this for so long. 
yet a husband, if you're somehow watching this and you're married and even wishing for a child and like that's your heart desire, then please find hope that the Lord hears that. There's a verse I think we always quote and associate with this idea, but taking taking any verse, just one verse out itself, we only get a scope of it. And so I love to go before and after that verse. The verse that I'm thinking of is delight your heart in the Lord and he will give delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. But if we look at the before and after, this is Psalm 37, three through five, not just the four, the three through five. It starts by saying, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Already it's saying our trust and our actions seem to be bridged together. We cannot not, again, we can't just go and hope for something and do it and get on our own, but it has to be associated with this form of trust. And he's saying, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I don't believe that means he will just give them and hand them over to you. I believe that also means the desires that are in our heart are going to be given from God. So as we could all near to him and we say, Lord, my heart is open for you to give and even change or redirect the desires that are on my heart, he shows up and does that. Oh, wait, we're going to go past five because this is really end of reading at all. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous rewards shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways when they carry out their own wicked spoons. My biggest hope if you're watching this is this understanding of trusting and delighting in the Lord. I know I'm not in the single season anymore, but I remember what it felt like when you're waiting to meet the guy, when all your friends are getting married, when you're looking and comparing the seasons. But do not grow weary in waiting on God's best, his specific best, I might add, in your life. I know it's tempting, so tempting to go out and think, I just want to make this happen. Like control is such a heightened necessity in our world. I even saw something the other day of the late Anthony Bourdain where he was talking about the European culture and how they will wait on the ripeness of their food. And that's why they have this enhanced sense of flavor and this respect for their cuisine because they understand the season of timing and the relationship of like ripeness. How you don't just get fruits and vegetables year round, but they actually have seasons where they are heightened to grow best and the ground is fertile for the nutrients that they need. And he said how Italians will actually wait for the season that the tomato is most ripe. And that's how they have this rich experience. And I'm thinking of it now because I believe that's the same way. We're accustomed to having everything in front of us almost year round, like our food. Like we can't even fathom the idea of not even the waiting, but there are times for each thing and sometimes to be without. I'm going to be honest, this is something that's hard in every aspect, but especially relationships. The thing I want to leave you with is the hope and the understanding that as we delight in the Lord and that we trust him, we can understand and take heart that he knows the right season for everything, that he knows and gives the desires of your heart, that as we are in tune with him and we actually embody him in the way we live our lives, we are that righteousness and richness is the byproduct. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I hope that you will leave a review, subscribe, stay around, and let's have some girl chat about all of the things waiting and praying for your husband.